Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing Murder According to Maggie, which is episode 17 from season six and originally aired on the 4th of March, 1990. Our writer for this episode is Peter S. Fisher. He's written 40 episodes. We've watched a lot of them. So here we go. Lovers and other killers, tough guys don't die, widow weep for me, sing a song of murder, one white rose for death, a little night work, snow white blood red, last flight of the Dixie damsel, the search for Peter <laughs> Carey, murder in white as Lawrence Vale, and finally, and most recently, the murder of Sherlock Holmes, which is the pilot episode. Woo! Okay, so here we go. Murder according to Maggie. Now, this is as um, Cabot Cove Confidential another excellent murder she wrote podcast has said they call them bookend episodes where they're not where jessica is not in the episode sort of provides the intro and we learn in this episode that she had a student called mary margaret mccauley called nicknamed maggie who was a great poet she thought i mean was she she wrote poems according to jessica (laughs) she felt that Mary Margaret had Maggie. We can call her Maggie. We're all friends here. <laughs> she had a real great deal of promise. But what had happened was, was that she started writing kind of hard-boiled detective stories and became popular for that. So popular that she's become a very successful, I guess she's a creator and writer, but I guess kind of also the showrunner. She also refers mm-hmm. to herself as a producer of a show called Beat Cop, which... <laughs> stars Burt Rogers, played by Tim Thomerson. Oh, sorry, by the way, Maggie's played by Diana Canova. Burt Rogers is played by Tim Thomerson. He's a real diva and very difficult to work with. So Maggie's always always having to deal with his antics. His co-star on the show is Dana Darren, played by Leanne Hunley. She's a popular actress. She is getting offers to do other shows. In the mix is a new network head, Keith Carmody, played by Gary Sandy who wants to cut Beat Cop, even though it seems to be tremendously popular, especially (laughs) popular with the primary stakeholder, Harriet DeVole, played by Anne Morgan Gilbert, who's basically trying to kind of head off the cancellation of Beat Cop because she likes it, but she also thinks it's bad for her investment to get rid of the show. There's other wheelers and dealers of Hollywood involved here. There's the director of the show, played by Tom Troop. There is Brian Thursden, played by Dwayne Hickman, who's the studio head of Monolith Studios, which we'll remember from Film Flam. Um, And I think another episode, it's uh, Monolith Studios. Leo Kaplan, who is Maggie's agent. He's played by Paul Krebel. He's also Dana's agent and also Keith Sage. I mean, he's everybody's agent, apparently. Maggie has a secretary called Vi, played by Miriam Flynn, as well as a close working relationship with Lieutenant Vincent Palermo, played by Dennis Arndt, who is the inspiration for Beat Cop. Also on the show is an actor called Andy Butler, played by Bruce Kirby, who plays the commissioner or the chief on on Beat Cop. So Keith Carmody is trying to get the show canceled. His second in command is Julie Pritzer, played by Talia Balsam. Keith is trying to avoid having Harriet derail him canceling the show because he feels like it doesn't hit the right demographics anymore anyways he's shot and killed there's a lot of people with motive including burt rogers who's the you know star of the show and would have lost out brian thurston who's the studio head and he didn't want to lose the show anyways 
It turns out it was Andy Butler because Keith Carmody had canceled a show of his 15 years ago that he felt would have made him a star. And he didn't want the same thing to happen to Beat Cop. Yeah. So Maggie kind of solves it. And in the end, she likes Vincent. And it's implied that they're going to go on a date and maybe be together. And Bert's up to his old tricks, his old diva tricks. Anyways, this episode, this is a fun fact. This episode's lead actor, Burt Rogers, is making fun of actor Fred Dreyer, who was notoriously difficult on the set of Hunter on which this episode's Beat Cop is loosely based. Now, I will say after I watched this episode, I did go watch the intro to Hunter and it's very similar to the intro to Beat Cop. Wait, what? Sorry, what's the actor's name? Fred Dreyer. (laughs) And I was like, I gotta get my eyes on this show. I've never heard of it. Except I think an actor from a previous murder she wrote was on Hunter. I think that is the (sighs) only connection I can remember. But- The other fun fact I wanted to say before we get into Hunter, really quickly. So the episode (laughs) stars with Jessica in it for two minutes talking about Maggie and saying what's happened to Maggie Mm -hmm. and that she's ended up in Hollywood and all this stuff. In the beginning of the episode, she refers to her as Mary Margaret Macaulay, but her friends call her Maggie. And at the end of the intro, she says, but I always wonder what happened. Will we ever see Margaret Mary again? Oh, I didn't I catch rewound that. and I double checked. This is a little continuity error. Speaking of TV shows. Anyways, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Episode done. Mic drop. Like, wow, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I mean, can we talk about that opening scene? Yeah. With the rose. <laughs> and the poem. <laughs> It was tough. It was very tough. <laughs> and she's like, I just wrote, we're off to a very rough. <laughs> also, she reads the poem, which I really didn't understand. And I'm just like, what a, what a beautiful thought. I'm like, what? <laughs> we had to go back and listen to it again. I still, honestly, I don't know if it's the way it was written. The first like two seconds, I was like, right. I, I can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it's like when someone introduces themselves to me and I, they tell me their name, I hear their name and then I right. immediately forget it. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, I wrote beautiful poem question mark. I was like, I genuinely <laughs> and I don't know. I'm not trying to be mean. I really liked uh, that Jessica it. was talking to the camera though. It made me feel safe. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, like Jessica's talking to me. I was like, that's the only part of these episodes I like is I'm like, oh, I feel like I've been invited into her home. Right, <laughs> like your good friend. Yeah, like, am I Seth Haslett? Like, what's happening? But I, I love that even in this sort of welcoming environment, she still throws so much shade at the fact that the first place that published Maggie's story was Grizzly Detective Stories. She's like, I think that's its name. I hope not. grizzly grizzly detective stories (laughs) uh yeah i (laughs) but then it's like all when she talks about her other stuff and it's all been rejected i mean it all sounded like pretty bad a romance novel is better than writing on a like uh, cops like this is what I can't understand about the hierarchy of the quality of the work right because she's acting like a romance is 
more serious like I guess they keep saying that Beat Cop's not a very good show but it's like she's on a successful network television show as the primary creator she's got an Oscar Emmy she had an Emmy on her desk she had an Emmy yeah she she had an Emmy on the desk yeah when she's at the computer okay so this is what I'm saying it's like she's acting like all of this is so beneath her doing all this stuff and what a stupid show it is and everybody's talking about a stupid show this is it's like this show's probably made you so much money. You, you know, you're telling yeah. me it's easy to write these. Like, I just feel like, I don't know. I didn't, she was looking down her nose at it so much. And I was like, you're telling me that the love in Naples is going to be like a more highbrow thing than whatever this is <laughs> that you're making. That's silly. Yeah, I, that, I didn't really get that. And then, oh, I did laugh at um, Jessica saying, like it was like a double burn she was like about maggie she's like she wasn't emily dickinson or even emily bronte like (laughs) burned to maggie and emily bronte like what the hell she's like Like, if emily bronte not a good writer (laughs) (laughs) emily bronte (laughs) can suck it (laughs) i was like wait did i hear that right (laughs) Maybe Emily Bronte wrote some bad poetry too or something. Yes, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But (laughs) that part made me laugh really hard. I was like, oh, Maggie. We get thrown into the world of television. I I think what's actually interesting about this episode is like, I feel, (laughs) Ashley can verify this or not, but I feel like the kind of wheelie deely, like the quick turnaround as well of, of things and the decisions and all stuff, kind of felt real like how it yeah. maybe would be yeah yeah and it's I mean when you have someone like in the industry like when you have an episode about an industry that that's how the show you're watching is getting made I feel like they're always pretty accurate with like mm. all the wheeling and dealing and stuff like that so how quickly they pivot when Bert gets arrested mm-hmm. you know what I mean and they're like well it's the end of the show or like canceling a show based on high rate like not based on high ratings alone like just based on like their I don't know like gut instinct or like their bigger vision and like not necessarily based in data I think all felt accurate so yeah. would they would like a studio I mean a network had really cancel a popular show just because it wasn't cool because that was sort of the implication wasn't it well, I feel like Megan feels that way about our beloved Murder Shira. I do, but with, but the but the the ratings had been dipping towards the twelfth season. I think it had. Megan peaked. disagrees. So it had always been on Sunday nights, and then they moved it, and it was competing against the must see TV lineup on Thursday. On NBC, and they still were doing pretty well, but it like yeah, their ratings I think did go down, but it I just. I think the thought was that if they just kept it on Sunday, it would have mm. still been good. I mean, it's like, yeah. And so it was competing against friends and Seinfeld and that kind of stuff, which is like, they were all doing really, really well. Yeah. And at some point, like the ratings do well, but maybe there's time or effort or cost that keep going up like you get a raise technically you know like 
at the end of Friends, they were each making a million an episode. And I think there's just a cost benefit analysis. And then CBS, I also felt, because it was CBS, right? Mm -hmm. Also felt like maybe it was trying to rebrand, right? Like, because NBC was like the young and hip network. And so I think sometimes Mm -hmm. with rebranding, they kind of sunset shows that have been there for a while that have done enough and are still generating money with um, reruns but that it's time to like dip in and start investing in other stuff like King of Queens. <laughs> Is that, was that a CBS show as well? It's CBS, CBS, but I have like, no We're going to go as yeah. young yeah. and hip as possible with NCIS. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's weird though? Is that CBS, even to this day, and even though I haven't lived in the US now for a long time, <laughs> still feels like an old person channel. Like it is ingrained in me. <laughs> well, and I also think like, don't, <laughs> oftentimes I feel like, don't mess with the formula. It's working. Yeah. Like the NCISs, the CSIs, JAG, I think at one point, like they were all working, you know? Yeah. But I feel like they want to try something new because another network is doing so well, right? Like Friends was like, a conversation starter it right. like they looped into super bowl specials like all of this stuff in a way that i don't think like um like you know cozy mysteries and stuff like that can do the same thing and i feel like maybe sometimes they just very hollywood to like get fixated on the shiny bright new object versus mm-hmm. like what you already have so it all felt like very real like uh, totally plausible and I'm assuming Peter S. Fisher's writing from also experience or like just navigating, like seeing all that stuff. So, yeah. It, did, it felt like the way that you never feel like any character is someone you can trust. Like it's, even Maggie is like willing to throw Beat Cop under the bus to get her oh, yeah. an, another show is yeah. getting produced. Pivot back to the romance novels that she really cares about. I guess, yeah, those are, like, her passion projects, and she wants those done, like, made, but it... It just feels like such a, like, she's just throwing such a turd at, like, cop shows, and it's like, well, people like them, and it's, like, probably... They work. Yeah, and what's, like, I don't know, it's like, I guess the implication is, like, they're not hard to write because it's the same sort of stuff over and over and over again, but it's like, I bet that's not true either, but also, I don't think Love and Naples feels like a more complicated show than Beat Cop, you know what I mean? It's, I don't know. And I did like that one of her books was called Baby Cries the Blues, (laughs) (laughs) like, what is that? (laughs) I mean... I will okay. I mean, it's known to you guys. It's like this. I struggle with this episode because I don't really care for Maggie and I don't like Vince, the cop. I just hard for me, but the other stuff around it is pretty funny. Like the mean CEO or the head of the like, he's really funny. And when he's talking about the lineup <laughs> that he wants to change, and one of them's called. Aunt Frisbee and Uncle Fred. And another <laughs> one he's describing is it's hijinks in a mortuary. Like I was like, what is this lineup? I'm so in. <laughs> but it's it's called like Deeker and Son or something yeah. like that. <laughs> like, but the, but this is what Ashley saying. It's like he's trying to change all these things. And those that bit was really funny. But also there's something like 
especially with something like CBS where you're like, well, just like embrace the brand. Like somebody, somebody likes that programming. Do you know what I mean? Someone, someone is watching enough of that programming that you're getting enough of a demographic when Friends is on that they're still watching your show. Like that's (laughs) kind of impressive. That's a good point. I know that. I mean, that is true of like everything. I mean, like everything in business, everyone's trying to chase that like next unicorn. Just yeah. embrace your brand. Like if you yeah. sell stuff to like, you know, people like cozy mysteries, i.e. me and Megan obsessively watch. I've now watched every episode of Brokenwood. How many episodes of Shakespeare and Hathaway do I have to watch before they'll just give me a 24 episode season on that show? Oh, I know. That do you know what happen. I mean? How many episodes is it? It's like 10. It's like three <laughs> seasons or four seasons. And Glynn is to say this is the, I really, this is not a dig at Shakespeare and Hathaway, by the way. It must Better cost them be. a pound to produce each episode of the show. Like it costs almost you. nothing. They are on the same sets all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, I was just going to say that. They're all in the same sets and they're not traveling to different locations. So it's very affordable. It's you know? so affordable. And I think they make, um, what's her name? Joe. Oh, I really like her. What's her last name? The lady Joe that Joyner. Joe Joyner, who plays uh, uh, Shakespeare. Like, they're, I feel like they're to her, they're like, just please bring in clothes that you have at home on to set. And like, we'll <laughs> just be where you And same with the guy that plays Hathaway. Also, fun fact I only just found out that Shakespeare's wife's last name was Hathaway. And that, that's oh, part of the that's joke cute. of the show. Yeah. I, no, I love the cozy mysteries. <laughs> and yeah, no, I really did enjoy like all the stuff, like the behind the scenes stuff. And I thought the, blonde woman on the show was so funny she just was made me laugh i figured out where i knew her from oh where the tamara character or the um what was her name the the sidekick dana she played an english teacher on dawson's creek who ended up hooking up with pacey no actually that is where i was like i know this woman i know this woman and i know her to be like you know, more of like on this, like a sexy character and I could not figure out what it was <laughs> from. And I did a dive and she's on like a six episode arc of Dawson Maggie? Uh, Dana. Dana. Leanne Hen- Hunley. She, actually, I cannot tell you how weird this is. I was running the other day and in my head popped that storyline about Pacey and the teacher. And I was like, <laughs> what a so weird, weird thing though. that was. Yes. And then, Yes. This was literally like two days ago. Yes. It's so yes. weird. Was it because I yes. But I love her. I think she's so great on this show. Oh, she, she is. is. So good. She's so funny. <laughs> I actually, okay, minus like the the Lieutenant Vincent, like Maggie, will they or won't they storyline. Yeah. Like that wasn't oh, my favorite. I, I thought worse. the rest of it was really good. Yeah, I too. actually really liked this episode for one without Jessica. I thought all the characters were kind of, there's some just really funny characters in it. Yeah. But yeah. I kind of love the Dana part. And I, one of my favorite parts is when Maggie is writing the script and you see the footage like kind of change, like Bert's running and then she deletes mm. it. So Bert like backtracks. I thought that was a really like fun little trick. I know I'm just being I'm just a hater because I like I 
I hate to say it. I hate to be so negative. I just like found Maggie really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't find, but yeah, I get it. I also She's get it. She's a little bit caustic. I mean, I'm, I'm with Ashley. If you were to take Maggie and Vince out of the episode, I think it's actually a really strong. That's a really good point. Mark walked through while I was watching it and he genuinely laughed out loud at mm-hmm. the bit where Bert is going nuts in her office. And she's like, I thought you said you were going to leave the show. And he's, he's like, whatever gave you that idea? Oh, <laughs> Glennis like, laughed out loud at that too. And then I wrote in my notes that I thought Glennis loved Bert. But yeah, she loved that scene. Bert was yeah. so funny. And he's like, the way he's going crazy. He's like, I just don't think like, I can, you know, I like to my value my art. (laughs) Yeah. And then he goes, This is dumb. D U M M. And you're just like, Well, then he made a comment. He's like, On the set, you really think, do you really take anything I say seriously on the set? Why wouldn't they take him seriously? Then he's like, I gave you more credit than that, Maggie. (laughs) This is going crazy. But yeah, I thought all the care, I thought the, wheeling dealing studio head was pretty funny but also the bit where julie spritzer takes over from keith and you think she's yes. the, like sympathetic ear and then she, the first thing she does is gets rid of his name played out of the oh, office I thought that was so funny and she's just like <laughs> i wrote i liked her glow up and like now she's the boss yeah. and she was like yeah and she's you know like well i'm not you know it was a hit with Bert, but like, or whatever his, yeah, Bert, right? Like, yeah. I mean, well, and I like Brian just like hand ringing around. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just liked all these bright new characters. And like, I don't know. It just felt very, it just was really funny. I don't know. I really liked it. And you never have, what's nice about this episode and what's nice about the bookend ones is that you don't have to explain why Jessica is there because everybody just works together in this like Maggie's already ingratiated because she works there but yeah I like the Julie thing too because it's like she had the glow up and she was now the boss and she was gonna start like busting balls or whatever but she also was right about the show she's like why people like it is Bert so you don't have Bert you don't have a show and I was like that is a really sensible thing which I really I liked that a lot she was a tough tough lady yeah now, I think after we've praised the side characters, which I think is great, I think we do have to address the elephant in the room, which is the <laughs> romantic relationship between the two. I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it, well, how do they even know each other? So he was, so maybe she was interviewing him for one of her stories or something like that, and then used his. I mean, let's be real. Like, B Cop is like, he's, you know, in dangerous situations. There's a lot of gunfire and stuff. When we meet Vince, he's literally on like a stakeout in front of like a lorry, like depot or something. Yeah, and good he's. Point. Like, he's not. Doesn't seem like a guy that's in the middle of the action, you know? <laughs> he might have been. Once upon a time. <laughs> Yeah, I just, ugh, I could not, I'm sorry, like, I feel bad, but I, and he kept calling her kid, and I was just like, he was so mansplaining. He was mansplaining, and he liked to, like, lord over her that she obviously liked him. So it was like, he knew that to her, 
he was hot piece. <laughs> it's like even hard for you to say that. <laughs> I'm just like the I, I don't know how to describe it. Hot piece. Well, because she even comes at the end. She's like, he's like, we're finally getting together. Like she is over the moon. I know it's so depressing. And her secretary is like, he's so hot. It's like, what? Have you guys ever seen a man before? This is insane. Like, or have you not looked at like Brian or Bert or anybody else walking literally through anyone that else. office? Any literally any other man walking. <laughs> Brian, you're right. Brian is more attractive. Brian, I thought was attractive. Yeah, or even, um, or even I can't remember his name. The lieutenant, the the guy who played the lieutenant in the show. uh, Oh, Andy, Andy, Bruce Kirby. Yeah, I'm like any other person (laughs) has a better personality and is probably going to be interested in you. First thing, chasing this guy who kisses you on the head. Who like clearly Ooh. doesn't like you, but likes that you like him. And so yeah. he's going to be kind of a jerk about it. And it's like, so she's like, well, got to convince him to go. I mean, it's like Maggie, he's not hot enough for that. Like you, this guy should be like so grateful that you're even showing a little bit of interest in him. Like, I'm not trying to say it's all about people's looks or anything like that, but it's, it's, in, this it's is a just, personality though too his personality is kind of stinky like I think if sucks. he was like nicer it would have been right. but you're right for someone whose personality just seems very like uninterested she's doing too many mental gymnastics mm-hmm. yeah not learning from Harriet Duvall who says she's been intimately involved with various board members oh I know <laughs> that was so amazing <laughs> Harriet Duvall. I mean, this is the thing you're saying, Ashley. It's like every side character apart from Vince is like terrific. But you're right. Like she's having, this is somebody who is having this incredible, incredibly successful television career. She's probably loaded. Yeah, her house was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And she wears golf shirts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) She. So she's got so much going for her. She's younger than him. Like all, she's just incredibly interested in him. And it's like, this guy is going to get on his high horse and like turn down, like look down his nose at her. Like, oh God, why would I be interested in you? You're such a like baby or whatever. It's just like, what? You're such a kid. As soon as he said that to her, she should have been like, I would like to never see you again. And that yeah, should have he been was, it. I really did not like him. I thought he was, and yeah, and he's like lording it over her that she, he knows she likes him. Which is, this is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like they could, they should have cast like, I'm not trying to be mean to the actor, but it's like, it's just to make him so self-centered feels like you needed to have cast somebody like Ricardo Montalban, like for him to play, even though he's- Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like somebody with that kind of level of like looks and charm and charisma and all this stuff. Ken Howard. Yeah. Oh, Ken Howard, you're right. Actually, if it had been (laughs) Ken Howard, this would be a different story. We'd be like, we get it, girl. Like, keep trying. Yeah, keep trying. No, for sure. Offer to babysit. Yeah, (laughs) do whatever you you need to dinner, pick them up from school, whatever you got to do. Yeah, this has always been my issue with this episode is like that dynamic. 
Yeah, it's pretty tough. <laughs> You're right. Otherwise, it is. It's not about. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She and Vi at the end are like, oh, he's so sexy. I'm like, no, Vi, come on. You know better. (laughs) Vi, you're supposed to be her friend. Okay. (laughs) That's not what friends say to each other. (laughs) Bye. Oh my God. When he kissed her on the head, Glynis made a vomit sound. (laughs) It was upsetting. It was. And it's just like, she's too thirsty. It's like hard to watch. I don't like watching that. But Ashley's right. If if we had just cut the episode together where every scene uh-huh. was Vince, it was Ken Howard instead, it would just change the whole course of the oh, show. Oh, I know. I'd be like, this all checks out. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what do you what do you need me to do? You know? <laughs> I'll do it. Your kids recital, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll take them to the baseball game. Do they need like cheer uniforms? I got it. Like whatever <laughs> they need, I'm going to do this for you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why when I talked to Megan earlier this weekend as we were talking about this episode, it's like, it makes me so angry and I don't know why. No, me too. I like was, (laughs) I had said we should do this episode because I can't stand it. (laughs) I was like, you guys, we've had a good streak of like, Um. (laughs) so this wasn't a request from anyone what no no and I was like we need to do some (laughs) this is amazing I don't want to watch this let's get this out of the way (laughs) yeah I mean it's like with Susanna won't watch the Ned Jakes one (laughs) I'll watch it I hate that (laughs) we we can't have we've had a real string of like good ones you know so it's like, I was like, we got to do some that we, or they're going to all be left to the end. And it's just like, wait, which episode? <laughs> What's it called? So it's called The Prodigal Father. And the <laughs> main character in the episode, or one of the main characters is a character called Ned Jenks. And they say his name 40 million times in the episode. And he says, he's a complete a-hole that like <laughs> abandoned, I, honestly, and the number of times the episode, they're like, Ned Jenks, Ned Jenks is back into, I'm like, I hate this episode so much. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe when we come to that one, we should turn uh, it into a drinking game of the amount of times. Oh, I actually, when we <laughs> get to the next Jenks. episode, I, ha- I thought the amount of times they say the one character, one character's name, I was like, this should be a drinking game. I mean, well, we could do an episode like that where we all take a drink of something every time. Although it's, we fit, we record at different times. So for you guys, it'd be quite early. And for well, us, it would but be if we did like... it on a Saturday or something, <laughs> it doesn't feel as like aggressive. Yeah. Or on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what, what Megan was saying was, because we're always saying like, we cannot have our last year of the show be all bad episodes. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, we're going through a lot of really good ones. So we're trying to do, because there, I don't think there's that many bad ones, but there's the occasional like mediocre one, which is like kind of hard to watch because it's just a little bit slow. But so we're trying to sort of pepper those in with the good ones. But Megan said, we need to make a list. Me, Ashley and Megan, Glennis, not you, because she wouldn't have these of specific episodes we hate to make sure we've not left those all to last yeah so that's why she wanted to do murder according to maggie 
um, which isn't an episode I hate, actually. I, I kind of enjoy it, but it, but <laughs> I appreciate there's when she mentions the word, the name Ned Jenks to me, it makes me very <laughs> angry. So, and I'm sure there's ones for Ashley that are like that, which are like, you know, if you didn't have to watch them again, you'd probably be okay. Yeah, right. Like there, there are ones, this is one that I like actively avoid, but <laughs> re-watching it, it changes my feeling a little bit just because the other stuff is so funny. I think sometimes there's episodes without Jessica that like, I just don't want to watch, but the one with Dennis the cat burglar proved me wrong. So I'm going to have to like do a little think on that. I'm so sorry. Murder in F sharp convinced you. I hate <laughs> well, I was the one that suggested it because I like the bloody hair. Yeah, I thought <laughs> you're right. Hair. That was, it deserved every point for that. That was my suggestion. <laughs> I kept saying the one with Ricardo Montalban in the hands. And Megan's like, I don't remember this. And then everyone was traumatized. It I was, mean, look, I appreciate uh, that they were trying to do something different. I mean, yeah, was it super gross? There's the me before I saw those hands and the me after. Yeah, and I was, they're not the same person. <laughs> not the same. But the the funny thing was I was trying to describe what happened with the hands to Mark. And Mark was like, was a murder she wrote this happened? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, and you see them and Megan took a picture of it. Oh, so, <laughs> so gross. gross. <laughs> so gross. But yeah, that's like, but I guess Murder and F Sharp, part of it is like, that is different and like fun. I don't know if Ned Jenks is like, I just think it's not very good. Ned but <laughs> this is just my opinion. So yeah, it's funny because then Mark said, we're talking about the grading system and Mark said something like, because I said, oh, Glynis has given the, the most low scores and she's never given anything a 10. And he's like, well, I suppose she's not, like as familiar with the show. And I was like, well, actually, funnily enough, she's not watched 80 plus episodes of this show. <laughs> I know, I was just talking to someone. I was like, oh, you know, like sort of watch it. They love it. And then I've never seen an episode. And I was like, well, that was two years ago. And now I've seen an episode a week for the last two years. <laughs> Glittis, you've, I think you've watched now I don't know if this is right. Sorry. I think you've watched a third of all Murder, She Wrote episodes now. That's pretty good. She goes only a third. So at this rate, we have four more years. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do the beats? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, oh, yeah. And I forgot. He says, I love you like a sister, Maggie. It's like, stop. Ugh, I know he's just gaslighting her all the time. Why does he? Why does she like him? I mean, like yeah, I'm not trying to be question. whatever. It spoke to like classic, like I don't know, like uh, maybe patriarchal like approval or something like that. Like that was the vibe I was getting. I was like, is she working something out by being interested in this dude? Oh, he's so like, okay, I, this is the last thing I'll say about this. So, and I don't know if I've said this before on this show, but there's a great French and Saunders sketch where they're making fun of the show Silent Witness, but not the <laughs> Silent Witness that Amelia Fox, like not that iteration yeah, of the show, I know, the previous like, I, yeah. iteration. And the lady on it is sort of meant to be maybe in her forties. She's Irish, yeah, maybe yeah. early fifties by the end. Anyways. So in this sketch, they like 
bring out her boyfriend and he's like 75. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Saunders, who's playing the main character, is like, is he not a little old for me? <laughs> like, I, like, just because I'm a 50-year-old woman doesn't mean I'm dating. Like, <laughs> And I do feel like sometimes there is, because, you know, Maggie's not old, but she's like not 21, you know? So it's, uh, anyways. It felt a little bit like there was on that. Anyways, episode beats. Thunder weather, no. <laughs> Secret doors, closet hiding. We had a curtain hiding. Yeah. Just going to say that. Which I thought was very effective. And then he scampered back down that hallway, I guess, which, clever. Without the pencil. I mean, the, the pencil continuity thing was pretty funny, though, because it was like, it's so obvious said look for the pencil you're like oh the pencil's not there and she's like rewinding it and playing it again she's like, <laughs> it, it's not there oh you know it's not there <laughs> oh my gosh that's true <laughs> so poisoning or bludgeoning we have a shooting and keith carmody is shot uh phone wire cut no she's shaking no Window peep, we have Vincent peeping through the car window, but we all, like when he's doing a stakeout with his like cup of coffee and his donuts or whatever. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of like talking through the car window. And there's also <laughs> mirror talking, which I think is a subsection uh, of window peeping where Dana is talking in the mirror too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maggie. Fake name ID MM is Mary Margaret or Maggie McCauley. Mm-hmm. Fuzz slash cop quirk. Oh. <sighs> We've got uh, Vincent. super patronizing. <laughs> um, cop chemistry, Maggie wishes. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, she gets it. I mean, does, does she, she want? Does she want it though? Does I mean, she? what is what are they going to be doing later? Oh, Evan, Evan, Evan. they're gonna be effing and jeffing tonight <laughs> just to be clear for our american listeners effing and jeffing is not <laughs> anything lewd it's some of the british people say it's like a slang thing for swearing but why did we start saying something was effing and jeffing oh i it? see that is news to me <laughs> well, if you're F, if you're effing and jeffing you're like Swearing. Swearing. You are? Yeah. Oh. Is it Cockney Ryan playing? I think it's, I don't know. I thought it was just effing because it's like, <laughs> you know, the F word. I definitely have been using it and wrong. And Jeffing rhymes with effing. <laughs> so <laughs> none of us know. Yeah. <laughs> Let us Google it. Okay. Uh, it might be Cockney rhyming slang. <laughs> oh, that is an art that I would love to take a class on. there's loads there's ones that like but you know like porky pies like people tell them porky pies like that's sort of common yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know know. sometimes i think i things have gotten too ingrained and now i don't know what is like normal what weighs what weighs what up yeah Yeah. um Okay, businessy business showbiz and TV shows and networks and <laughs> everything's getting canceled and great. Oh, and um and wake up and smell the demographics. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. They're always yeah. trying to get into the, those useful demographics. What's our main target audience these days, Ashley? 
18 to 24 is always the the hot one the hot one is it because they have more time to watch television is that like the deal or like yeah and I feel like now I don't know with streaming I don't know how any of those demographics are calculated you know because especially with account sharing and stuff like that like Mm. the account holder could be in their 70s and yet someone's watching too hot to handle on netflix and you're like (laughs) (laughs) you know and you're just like what's the demographic here yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i I just been this like super adorable sweet but i think it's meant for teens like netflix teen series called heartstopper highly recommended okay Okay. I could not get it up. I watched it. It's no, it, it's really sweet. Uh, and it's not like a, I don't know, a medical drama. Oh. <laughs> okay. So just, I've just looked this up. This is according to, let's see what Urban Dictionary. Yeah. yeah effing, effing and Jeffing is common for Northern England. So people say that it means it refers to swearing, but the original thing is effing and blinding, which is cursing. Mm. Yeah. Because okay. right. British people are so polite. They're effing and jeffing. I know. It sounds so, yeah. Because they tell stories and they're like, and she was effing and jeffing and, <laughs> and all of that, giving it all of that. She age ain't nothing but a number. Yeah, let's get into Here this. Here we go. Harriet Duvall was 62. What? That's it? Yeah. Whoa. She was fantastic on The Nanny. Yeah, yeah. And she's great on this. She's the same age as the director, who's I think is Al. Um, Burt Rogers was... Does anyone want to have a stab at how old they think Burt Rogers is? I'm scared because you made that face. I want to say 51. Okay. He also played a baseball player on Golden Girls, I think. He's great in this episode. I, oh, I, yeah. he's, he was a he was a bit of a a bobo in Golden Girls too that made him really funny. So because <laughs> he's kind of a bobo in this one too. <laughs> like when, <laughs> I like when he's crying in the jail cell and Maggie's like, I hate when you cry. <laughs> um, so he's 44 in this episode. No, he's not. Yeah, I did double check it because I thought, oh, am I, have I written that down wrong? <laughs> but no, he's 44. Um, Keith Carmody was 45, which I thought was kind of rich because he was making someone fun of someone for being 50. It's like, yeah. Yep. Leo Kaplan, who was the agent, was 43. Andy Butler was 65, which means the show that would have given him his big break was when he was 50. <laughs> That was just five years ago. <laughs> 15 years ago. Sorry, he's 65, not 55. Oh, 65. sorry, sorry. I see. Well, hey, okay, stranger okay. things have happened. Like anytime. Well, actually, you know, it's like Mark Harmon has had this huge, like, career as, a, you know, he's in his, what, 60s now? You know, with NCIS. Did he finally retire from... I don't think so. Don't, I'm not up on my NCIS news, but I he was on that show for like a million years. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know he was popular in the 80s, but I feel like the NCIS stuff sort of shot him into the stratosphere in terms sure. of popularity. Agree. Wasn't he on Chicago Hope? 
or was it emergency? He played Is a doctor it, at some I point. Yeah. I think yeah. I can't remember. The only thing I remember is summer school. So um, I, that's exactly what I was, <laughs> like, he, I was like. He was a huge star. <laughs> All I could come up with. And he played Ted Bundy in a really good made for um TV movie. That was Oh scary. my God. That sounds scary. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the, the Prince of Bel Air, not to be confused with the Fresh Prince. Okay. He was also uh, in Fear and Loathing. He was in so much stuff. No, Mark Harmon's like, yeah, he was like a star in the 80s. I guess I just yeah. feel like he's like a household name because of. Well, I also feel like, wasn't he in St. Elsewhere? He was in another medical drama, I thought. Were Chicago Hope and St. Elsewhere not a part of the same universe? They were not. No, because um, St. Elsewhere was 80s, and I think was with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Denzel. And then Chicago Hope was, like, I think CBS's response. Or maybe it was before or after I, to their, their ER. Yes, like, Chicago Hope was, like, the competitor to oh. ER. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I've completely, oh man, I loved both those shows very much. I loved ER. Which is a weird thing because it's not a show I would imagine myself liking at all. No, I can't. Yeah. I didn't. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. It's pretty rough. You didn't like bawling your eyes out at the end of every episode? (laughs) Yeah. It's so sad. It's like everybody dies and then nobody's happy and the staff are all overworked and underpaid. And you're like, cool. Right, can't wait for exactly. next week. What's Noah Wiley going to get up to next week? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> but he becomes like a billionaire or something, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they did something really naughty to one of his love interests. And I could not watch after that particular season. Oh, it was Kelly Martin's character. Kelly Martin from Life Goes On. What happens to her? Does she die? Oh my god! I was like, nope, I'm done. Just yep. like I was with Death in Paradise. So it just—it's a quick, it's a quick <laughs> exit for Ashley. What was the thing that pushed you out of Death in Paradise? All when they Humphrey? killed him. Yeah. yeah. No, oh. not Humphrey. Well, then they replaced it. I with Humphrey, think Humphrey's will like, put you over the edge. <laughs> oh, it did. It did. I was like, I mean, a, you're not going to give him like some sort of. And no, I have watched the last season, but a, you're not going to give him some sort of comeback, right? Like he's just done, and then you replace him with a painfully hard character for me yeah, to watch yeah I really think it was Humphrey that did it for you H- Humphrey's like salt in the wound yes <laughs> yes this is what I was saying to Mark because Mark was like oh are you guys gonna do Death in Paradise next I was like well we would have to watch the Humphrey seasons and I don't think I can get there emotionally <laughs> I think I, I skip them all I don't like Humphrey um mm-hmm. So, yeah, sorry, uh, Dana Darren was 35. Oh, they made it seem like she was supposed to be, like... 25, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting, okay. Like an ingenue. Yeah. Well, she looked great, but yeah, Brian yeah. Thurston was 56. Okay. Vi was 39. Uh, Maggie was 37. Julie Pritzer was 31. And, listen, this babe on the show this real hunk of a police officer vincent palermo 51 so he's 14 years older than maggie and this 51 year old divorcee is gonna tell this hot shot showrunner that she that he don't got time for her i was like 
that in what universe would this happen? Like, it just seems crazy to me. And he's mad at her because everybody knows he's the inspiration for Beat Cup. Surely that's like the coolest thing that. Right, right. I know he, I don't know. Yeah, I did not. He's not for me. He's not grateful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Jonathan scale. No, I don't. Well, do people feel differently about that? No. Okay. No, I didn't really think there was one. Um, A girl, drops that fall down like rain these days. Maggie and Vincent, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I was very confused as well. That old song again. Did you know that bit? Oh, these, like the song yeah, these days. By yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it now. Sorry. Go to bed. Confused. <laughs> it was like something like, have the phone just in case. Yeah. Go, oh, yeah. It's go to bed. Dream of you. That's what I'm doing these days. <laughs> That's yeah, a beautiful song. Is that terrifying? <laughs> I mean, no, the lyrics are troubling. <laughs> petite feet, no. Glamour uh, shots. Wait. Oh, no, sorry. I have petite feet for the next one. So, glamour shots, Andy and Langley Hall. We have a beautiful. Yes, I, I clocked that as well. And you're right. I mean, it's like. <laughs> oh what was that show gonna be about that it was gonna be such a big hit (laughs) yeah yep 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 um smooches we had a kiss on the head which made glennis throw up in her mouth it did i hated it (laughs) the bloody hands no familial ties no but this is a former student and i suppose head shake no so fave outfit worst outfit Megan, why don't you go first with this one? Um, I had a lot of worst outfits, I'll be very honest. Um okay. <laughs> I just Maggie's hair. You can't and, say them all. You can't say them all. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. I know I did do Condense that. Condense them. <laughs> <sighs> it's yeah. so hard to pick. Um <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. Megan, you can say whatever you're okay. Okay, I do I'll do two. Maggie's yeah. hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I don't know why I thought Vi's white shirt with the blue, the blue um, like smock. Yeah, I just didn't really work for me. Yeah, but I could have done with a little more Vi in this episode. Yeah, me too. I like yeah. Vi. Yeah, I was. Yeah. 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 So the um, and then favorite I liked um Julie's like glow up outfit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just you know I, I'm just picking one. Clintus, what about you? <laughs> I didn't really have a favorite outfit. Um, That's I also, fair. I also said Maggie's hair was rough, um, and but I really hated her red and black fringe shirt at the end. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Weirdly, yeah. that's the one I liked the best. No, <laughs> of her outfits, fine. Well, yeah. yeah, at least it had some color in it. Like it, yeah. it kind of, I, it felt like the funnest I'd seen her. I was like, I hope she's wearing that cowboy ensemble to meet up with Vince. sexy Vince later. And they go out to dinner. Ashley, what about you? <laughs> Um, I think my worst outfit was Vi's outfit with the horse jockeys at the mm. end. Yep. <laughs> it, was like, it was like corduroy as well. So you're like, I oh just, my like, God. 
but I, yeah, it was the worst outfit, but I also wanted to see more scenes with Vi so that we could see what else she wears. Right. You know what I mean? Like that, that intrigued me. Um, I'd say save outfit. I think Jessica's at the beginning with the red dress and the gold um, pin. Yeah. Actually, I agree with you. That was my fave outfit too. I think that is the best outfit in this episode because it's the one that's the most flattering. And the pin was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, my worst outfit was Maggie's whole vibe, yeah. which <laughs> I didn't like. And yeah, her hair was like oh. sort of unfathomably bad. Like it was like, it was it looked really dry or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and there was like a big poof. And anyways- she's a very attractive lady so it's just like a shame because it just felt like and I I I kind of liked the whole like I'm a writer so I'm gonna wear sort of like comfortable clothes kind of like sort of style that she was going for but I just anyways biggest hunk Ashley what do you think biggest hunk yeah I I mean I was going through the the men's but I gotta Mm -hmm. say I think um Dana Mm-hmm. Dana yeah. played by Leanne yeah. Henley. I was gonna go Harriet Duvall, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dana <laughs> Darren. First okay. of all, for that brag about the board members, I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I mean, I know that was great." And for that house, yeah. Oh, yeah. Megan, what about you? I'm gonna go Keith Carmody. Oh, interesting. Okay, I, I liked him. <laughs> Glennis, what about you? I'm gonna go Dana. Like, I don't know what it is about him. Like, it's like, might be his, like, kind of schlubby suit no. or, like, him no, driving around in that gross no, car. Susanna. Like, the fact that he's, like, dismissive of everything this woman in his life says to him. So it's, like, something about him. I don't no, know. don't do it. No, <laughs> I'm no. just kidding. It's not Vince. I went with Dana. She's the biggest hug. Yeah, you're right. Harriet Devol, close second. <laughs> second for bragging rights. She was so cool, though. I was like, this. I love that she's gonna. I like that she calls him and she goes, "I don't normally, you know, like throw my weight around at this level, like as though she like yeah. cannot even be bought." You know, she's like, "But you, what is this garbage about you taking B cop off?" There? I know, seriously. Right, 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 right. She's yeah, she was incredible investment. I loved when she took her uh, earrings off to talk on the phone. Oh, I know. That's like such a classic murder she wrote move with the clip on earrings. You got to take them off to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. JB Burns. Glennis, what about you? Um, what did I have? Uh, <laughs> well, clearly none of these would be JB Burns, but... Um, I forget who says that he goes, uh, they go, uh, this guy has been canceled more times than a postage stamp. <laughs> <laughs> that really made me laugh. I like it. I like it. Okay. Megan, what about you? Yeah. I thought Dana had a lot of good burns. Um, I mean, I, well, my favorite burn was the, she wasn't Emily Dickinson or even Emily <laughs> 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 Um, oh, <laughs> Like it's not a bird. <laughs> he's like Keith Carmody is talking. He's like he's like I want that memo to everybody, and I was like I want to start saying that. And <laughs> he tells Julie, you know, her job basically. And he's really condescending, and he's like, you know, you just take notes, take dumb meetings. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, and when the um when Dana says they say someone died, I think they they're talking about you know Keith, and she's like, "Of what boredom?" <laughs> I don't know. She had she had some good ones. <laughs> I forgot about. <laughs> So good. Take notes and take dumb meetings. I mean, so good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ashley, what about you? JB Burns. Um, I mean, Bert showing his dumbness by saying this scene is dumb. D-U-M-M. <laughs> and then he starts going off on a speech about I don't know what he's talking about, but he feels it in his heart. He acts mm-hmm. from his heart, oh, not right. from the lines on the page or something like that. Like I didn't understand it. And she goes. She goes, she says, oh, that's like, she says, like Dana or, um, uh, uh, Mary, what's her name? Sorry. I just Maggie, said Maggie. Maggie, Maggie goes, I think that's gas stains. <laughs> 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 like, like he's saying his heart and she's saying that's your gas stain. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. It's amazing. It just, there is just so much banter. I couldn't mm-hmm. write fast enough, like for some of it. So they're also like mean to each other. Like they're, yeah, just, yeah. they're saying all this stuff that's like, and they just keep being like, quit BSing me. But they're like, but yeah. they all are yeah. like that with each other. Yeah. Brian yeah. says like, cut the bowl, which I thought was like kind of, I mean, that's Macy? close to a swear for. Yeah. He's effing and Jeffing. Yeah. <laughs> right. he, he was. Well, and then. The other thing I just, I know it's not a burn, but like, why was the corner van pink? Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't even notice that. It was that. bright pink. Because this is Holly weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> too true, too true. Too true. Um, my JP Birds was just when Maggie said, uh, more trouble from the big ham hock, talking about Bert. And then when, <laughs> when Bert says he feels that the line is artificial, Dana says, artificial, this show has a cop who fires a gun 24 times before reloading. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great one. All right, fave guest star. Ashley, what do you think, fave guest star? Um, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go Bert. Uh, Bert, Bert, Bert. What's the actor's name? Tim Thomerson. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Tim Thomerson. I felt like he added a much needed levity to a kind of sad, you know, it was a little bit of a bummer. So. Mm. Okay, Megan, what about you? I'm gonna go with the actor that played Keith Carmody. I thought he was great. <laughs> Keith Carmody. So I, I, I thought he, he was, was funny. so funny, and I loved his like whatever the phone that he was talking on when he gets shot like that I don't know I just I thought he was very entertaining okay Glynis what about you I'm gonna go with Harriet Duvall okay good one that is a good one I'm gonna go Burt Rogers as well I thought he was great um Glynis's guess Glynis who'd you guess um I guess Julie Pritzer right okay this is a good guess I, there was no way I was going to get this right because to be honest I didn't, didn't even really clock him as like a main character <laughs> right um and she was uh, I thought she was really great okay now we have to guess what we thought think you gave this episode okay. um I feel like I don't know Ashley what do you think and I did Hi. watch it with Gwyneth and I have no idea six above average i don't know 
my guess is five mine was gonna be five mine was Ashley's gonna be always so right i feel like i'm gonna no, go you're always too. right <laughs> what was I don't it think she, yeah like, four uh, Ooh. Uh, i hated the cop chemistry yeah <laughs> i mean you're not wrong it was really upsetting <laughs> It is upsetting. It's horrible to watch. But I'm like, I, I, this is bad, but like I sort of gauge my preference on these episodes like based on how much I'm on my phone. And basically I was on my phone quite a bit. And every time I wasn't, he was on the screen. And it just, you know, that's my fault. I take ownership. It's a subjective score. I get it. But like when you were um, cooking for that one episode. <laughs> I don't think Glennis watched like a minute of this. Oh no, she I watched did. it. She just didn't take notes. Did um Hell, so what was your favorite moment for this one? I uh, probably when Harriet Duvall is calling and she's, you know, so mm-hmm. angry. And um I thought that was pretty good. And yeah. Okay. Uh, Ashley, what about you? I would say the scene where they're workshopping the lines on set with Dana, Bert, and Maggie mm-hmm. is my favorite scene. And what, so much flying them? around. Um, I would give the episode. I I really liked it, so I would say an eight. Okay. Got two points deducted for the weird cop. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The weird cop. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what about you? You know, I think I have to go God. with Linus and give it a four. <laughs> I just find the cop stuff, like, it distracts. It's everything. egregious. It is, and it just, yeah. Okay. Own favorite moment. Okay, moment, yeah. I think the board see this is like now I'm like but Keith Carmody really kind of I'll get I'll give it a five actually but I the boardroom scene when they're in his office okay I'm gonna go with Ashley and say my favorite scene is also where they're sort of rehearsing and it's all going pear-shaped and they're all shouting at each other and um I'm gonna give this a six which Cause I feel like the stuff with the side characters does sort of save it. And the yeah. funny, weird homage to Hunter, like, honestly, if you guys watch the intro video for the opening theme to Hunter, a show I've never heard of before. I've never heard this. of it. It's been, it was on for seven seasons. Right. It must not have gotten a syndication deal or something because it's like, how have we never watched it? But And he was like, really involved in like I just did a brief glance on Wikipedia and they're like he would threaten to quit because he didn't get enough money and then he was like threat <laughs> he like thought was very involved with everything. So the, I mean that it's like so fast. And it is like you, when you watch the interview you're like this is exactly what this is. Like uh, they're made so I like that they're kind of making fun of a real life thing that people would have probably rec- been recognizable to people at the time. Uh-huh. But yeah. So like a six feels good to me. Does anybody have anything else they want to add before we close out? Okay. Well thank you so much everybody for listening and we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. 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 Oh, hey. Hi. How are you?
are you? You didn't call me back. And they're like, fine. Like, you could, I'm so chill though about you. Like, I'm so chill. Like, I'm yeah, not like so totally chill. in love with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't have to say the L word, even though we know we both feel it. Right, 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 right.